Hi everyone, it's Rob Evans 365, day number 77, and we could call this take two of the 365. This morning I did a recording as we were out in the park uh, getting ready for boot camp, and I didn't have the earphones in with the you know, little microphone on the lapel type thing. And I was just holding the phone close to my mouth as we were walking around. Well, I won't be doing that again, will I? They were doing some park work, uh, you know, cutting the grass and doing the edges and stuff. And it was noisy, but I was speaking at a, a pretty good volume. And I've just replayed it to have a bit of a listen because I didn't get the chance to finish the entire recording. I was just going to add append a little bit to it. And all you can hear is whippersnippers and blowers and lawnmowers, and you can't hear me at all. So um, <clears throat> that's fairly disappointing. So we're going to do it all again right now. That's okay. Um, the message is going to be slightly different though, because I was talking about something uh, different this morning, uh, which was um, the doesn't it matter, we'll talk about it another time. I was talking about the weekends and uh, what you got up to and how Mondays are International Bench Press Monday and all that kind of stuff. But I wanted to talk about uh, something else which relates to uh, one of my clients that I saw today. I'm drinking a delicious mango choc smoothie at the same time. Man, this is good. Uh, I'm on the way to pick up the kids from school again. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's good. And I wish I had have recorded the discussion that I had with um, this particular client because it was really, really powerful. We were talking about how when she came in, I could tell she was really down. And I said, how are you? Knowing, of course, that she was not good. And she was honest and said, I almost didn't come. And as we pulled apart that, I said, you know why? What's going on? And she was disappointed with the result that she had gotten on the Friday. And we were aiming for a 500 gram a week loss and she achieved 300 and the week before she gained sorry i got to have another drink putting this in perspective this lady needs to lose about 40 plus kilos now when she first came to see me this is not untypical is that atypical, maybe, is a better word? For a lot of clients that I see, they, they get this thing in their head that they must lose a certain amount of weight uh, in eight weeks' time, or they've got, or 10 weeks' time, whatever it is. You know, they want to lose 10 or 20 kilos, 10, 15 kilos in 10 weeks uh, because they've got some particular event. Now, when I hear people like that, uh, I normally worry a bit when I, I look at them and I can tell that this has taken years to get to the position where you are 
you know, you are very unlikely to be able to turn this around so quickly, and I'm not sure that that would actually be a good thing for you to be able to keep it off forever. Uh, so she has a, a trip coming up and uh, wanted to lose, uh, let's say, 12 kilos in three months. And there's only two months to go. And in the first four weeks, nothing has happened apart from things going uh, going upwards and coming down a bit, going upwards, only going upwards. Uh, and there's been a few reasons for that. The number one being what's going on in the kitchen and lack of activity. So she's doing a couple of sessions with me a week and then not doing her homework on the, the other days, which is uh, just a bit of walking at this point. I want to get into a routine of that before getting into uh, another resistance program at home, another session at home uh, to complement the cardio. So um, that's that's where she has <coughs> has been. And I have been working to try and get her to do a couple of other little tasks, like recording her her food journal and uh, just being consistent with that. Now, she has, uh, she's got a, a history of um, a depression and uh, being overweight for many, many, many years. And I see that the cycle that, that people go through, it's not just her, there's many people that go through the same types of cycles and they're beating themselves up and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to talk through the conversation that I had with her because there will be people listening to this that can relate to it because uh, it's, it's so true of, of so many people in this position. But as I've also mentioned in the 365 before, it is so critical to celebrate success when we see it. And I said to her, you gained the week before and now you've lost 300. We aim for 500. Would you call that a failure? You've lost 300, but we aim for 500. There's not a loss. It's still a loss and it's better than the week before when you put on like 800 or whatever it was. So that's still successful. But because she hadn't achieved the result that she wanted, um, she was put herself in a position of, I'm not, a, I'm not happy with this. I don't want to go anymore. Now, that is not a great way to be, is it? And probably explains why you know she still is where she is. So I said to her, what happened? And she didn't tell me specifically what happened, but it was what I meant was what happened in her mind to take her to that place. And it was, she sets herself up to go on these weight loss challenges, if you like, and sets herself up for failure. Now, the fact that I've said the word challenges, or, you know, she's done this before, says that, well, she goes through a process of being focused for a result for a period of time but hasn't actually made any change in herself, in her mindset. So therefore, what happens? It goes back on all the weight plus more because 
she hasn't done it in a way that is sustainable so that she can do it forever. So what's the point? What's the point in, in doing that if you're not going to do it for good? So I, I said to her, what happens with her is something happens and then before you know it, you can end up in that bad place. Now, I, I was telling her that, okay, this is what I see happens with you. And I said, it's not just you, it's anyone that's in this position. And as I'm going through what I'm about to tell you, um, she's just nodding and smiling and can relate to every single thing that, that I'm saying. And I said, you will find that you find happiness in your depression. And what I mean by that is when, so with depression normally comes the emotional eating. This is true for men and women, but particularly for women. Um, so something happens, they go down this vortex, this funnel of depression, and it's, you know, it's a no-win situation and just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Imagine this thing spiraling off, off to the side, down deeper and deeper into the ground. And with that, along the way, it becomes, okay, I'm going to eat because that's going to you know, make me feel more comfortable and happier. So I said, but even though it sounds weird to say that you find happiness in depression, so many people can get depressed at a, a, a click of the fingers. And if I said to you right now, get depressed, you could do it. And what does that look like? It means head down, shallow breathing, soft talking, shoulders slumped over, arched back, um, you know, mumbling, thinking bad thoughts, sad thoughts, being sad. We could all do it. And if I said be happy, you could do that too. But people find happiness in their depression because it's what they know. They think, well, I don't know happiness so much, but I know depression and I know that I can feel unhappy. Um, I can feel happy and content and comfortable in that spot of depression because I do it so often. I do it daily or I do it multiple times a day. And I know that when I do that, I eat. And I eat comfort food that I think that uh, it's going to make me feel better. I know it's going to make me feel crap after I've eaten it, but I know that it's going to make me feel good because I know I think that before I eat it. And then when I'm eating it, I'm thinking, okay, I feel pretty good through this. And I'm not thinking about the end part. So it's this cycle of, I feel good being in that place because I'm comfortable doing those things. Now, when you take a step away from reality, or back into reality, and say, well, actually, that doesn't make any sense. I know that those foods are bad for me, or those habits are bad for me. I know it's not good for my mind. It's not good for my self-esteem or my self-image. It doesn't make sense to do that. Um, but it's hard to think that when you've been to that depressed state so long. Now, what you need to do to break out of that depression or out of that, that state is you need to break the cycle. Because she said, yeah, that's exactly what I do. And then when she's in that moment, that's when all the rubbish comes in. So, you know, it's, it's lollies, it's biscuits, it's chocolates, it's... Uh, you know, it could be drink, it's normally food, but it could be, you know, soft drink or anything that's high calorie, it, it just comes. Um, now, in order to stop that, I said to her, you have to 
you have to break the cycle. So what, what you need to do, you have to interrupt the pattern of those thoughts. And I said, imagine that it's, I started off by saying a roundabout, but I think a T intersection works better. Uh, imagine that when you're on that thought process and you're heading to this T intersection, if you turn left, left is going down the path of what you always do. Okay, the poor eating, the poor choices, all of that. If you turn right, it's a new destiny. It's thinking about different different things, it's eating different things, it's thinking empowering thoughts, it's taking you to a whole completely different direction. And you're going in the opposite direction in a better position. I said, when you feel those thoughts coming on, you need to think, okay, I want to turn left, but I'm actually going to turn right. Left is pain, right is positive, empowering, fun, and giving me what I want in terms of getting me close to my health and fitness goals. That's what you need to think about. Now, what you need to do is interrupt the pattern somehow. So how do you do that? Well, sometimes you can find yourself, you're actually in it. You've turned left and you're, you're halfway down that road or you've just started. You still need to interrupt the pattern because you're not going to be good at it straight away. So you need to say, stop inside your head and say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to do this. Do a U-turn and go back the other way. Now, for some of you, what this might mean is you can sometimes say in your head, stop. And that's enough to say, oh, yeah, I better go do do that. For other people, you need to physically say out loud, stop, stop doing that. I'm not going to do this anymore. And turn around and go the other way. You, By saying the words and using some emotion and passion, saying, stop, stop doing this, that invokes your whole nervous system and that is powerful so now i want to tell you about a story that i shared with her which is uh, around something powerful that happened to me many years ago in when i used to work at racv i was in a senior management position and i was responsible for like 10 to 12 people at various times and this particular day uh, if anyone's familiar with the uh, the, the car park at um, at RACV in their head office at Noble Park. It's quite quite big. And this particular day, it was getting on dusk and I'd offered to walk one of my female staff members to their car. It was due, during daylight saving, so it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't black, but it was, uh, you know, the, the sun was going down. Now, um, I, I had offered to walk her to her car because... She was a bit upset that day and something was going on with next boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I will make this, I'll give you the summarised version because we could spend a whole call on it, a whole recording. What happened was that three drug dealers attempted to abduct her and they grabbed her, they put her in the back seat of the car and they were holding her down and... I stopped them. Now, I'm not a physical person. I didn't do anything physical. They 
they basically jumped out from bushes and grabbed her and put her in the car so quickly uh, that it was one of those surreal moments that you thought, what the heck is going on here? And I talked them out of it. They threatened to shoot me. And it was one of those moments where you just don't know what you're going to do. And uh, I scared them off um, by just using the words that I, I used. I didn't swear at them or anything. I just talked them out of it. And they were holding her down. She's screaming and crying. And she's a, a, a tiny little girl she was too. And they could have... I wasn't letting them shut the back door. And um, they could have quite easily driven off, backed over me, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, but... Uh, as last resort, I was going to jump in the car, but we ended up getting her out of the car. I got some other people to come over uh, to help, and we ended up getting the other side of the, the car open. We got her out, and anyway, I saved her life that day, and she later told me that um, they uh, they were going to kill her that day. Now, who were these drug dealers? Well, one of the drug dealers was an ex-boyfriend, and didn't like the fact that she'd said no. She didn't want to be with him anymore. Um, so that's a whole other story in itself. But obviously, I went through a fair bit of trauma as a result of that. And, you know, the police were involved. And um, it was a very long night that night. And as, as a lot of good organizations do, they give you um, some counseling. And so I, I took up the counseling. And through speaking to the counselor, I was really after some some tools as to how I could process my thoughts and so the position I was in was one of safety Uh, keep having these recurring thoughts of what if this had happened and you know they came to my house and they found out where I was and they came and got me or you know whatever so it was my physical security that I was concerned about so what they uh, the counsellor said to me was he wanted me to think of a happy place a place where I felt completely safe and carefree and physically safe and happy. And I can tell you right now where that is because it's still my happy place. And that is on a beach. I know exactly where it is on the beach. Under a palm tree, it's Four Mile Beach. It's about half or third way down Four Mile Beach in Port Douglas. And it's looking out, lying under there. It's a sunny day. But there's some shade from the uh, from the palm tree, and I'm just watching the waves come in, uh, gently lapping up on the sand. And whenever I felt, you know, stressed, worried, whatever, I would immediately take myself there. Now, what happened was, um, I would find myself daydreaming in the you know days, weeks ahead, and I would find myself in that bad spot fairly quickly without even realizing it. And it got to the point where I would say stop in my head, you know, stop, stop, and try and think about something else. But it got to the stage after, and I couldn't tell you the exact time, but I'll say a couple of weeks, where I had to say stop, stop doing this. I am sick of thinking about this. I I did it out loud. And I think I only did that one or two times, and that was enough to physically jolt me to say, just stop what you're doing. Get it out of your head. And it makes it very difficult to go straight back into it because you've said stop. It's interrupted that pattern. And then you have to replace it with a more empowering uh, activity or meaning. So this is what I suggested that she needs to do uh, with her 
uh, back to the, my client, um, interrupting the pattern and then doing something else. Now, that might mean um, getting up and going for a walk. I said, as soon as you feel depressed, stand up because you can, depress, you can be depressed standing, but you can be very easily depressed um, sitting down, um, you know, just like I said before. So we want to break that pattern. So get up, stand up tall, chest out, shoulders back, talk strong, say stop. You know, tell yourself you're a winner. Tell yourself that nothing's going to stop you from doing this. Make it so that you are unstoppable. Find the words. Write them down so that you don't fall back into that that state. Now, you're not going to be good at this when you do it for the first time. I gave her some homework to say, I want you to go home and I want you to stand in front of the mirror. You can have your clothes on. It's not about that and you're analyzing your body. This is about communicating um, with yourself and so looking yourself straight in the eye in the mirror and saying, if it was me, Rob, I love you because X, Y, Z. Okay, And you can't say anything that is not empowering and inspiring and uplifting. So you can't say, Rob, I love you. Even though you're fat, I know you're on a good journey. No. Rob, I love you. All you need is within you now to create the body of your dreams. You know, that's so different. Okay, you can't have any negativity. And I want you to come up with five things. This is a part of your homework. You do the same thing. Come up with five things that you would say about yourself. And you need to say it with enthusiasm, passion, and emotion, just like I did there. Rob, I love you. You have such an incredible gift that you pass on to people. Rob, I love you because you were so caring. You know, those kinds of statements that help you feel better about yourself. The reason that you feel down and go down those pathways of feeling sadness is because that's what you're used to. You're used to going down that pathway because you feel happiness there. But in the end, you know you don't really feel happy at all. You feel nothing but sadness and you need to change it. It's just that you're choosing not to. These are tools that work to help you change that. Now, I used to walk around the streets, I've told you before, doing these incantations. All the passion I need is within me now because I wanted to become more and more passionate. So I would just keep saying it out loud. All I need is within me now. All the passion I need, all the love that I need is within me now. Every day, in every way, I'm feeling more and more passionate. You know, I would encant these things over and over and I don't need to do them anymore because I just live it. It comes through every fiber of me. I can just live it and feel it. It's amazing. But when you're first starting out on this journey, it doesn't come that simply. You've got to program yourself. You have to condition yourself, as Tony Robbins says, to be able to do these things so that you feel it. Now, she's a long way off that. And I said to her, if I could wave a magic wand over you and take this weight off, she said, oh, yeah, you could do that. I said, even if I could, I wouldn't because you would walk out of here and you would not change. Nothing would change for you apart from the physical you. But I said, you've learned nothing, so how is that going to change what you do in the future? It won't work. It's not about who you are at the, at the end. Okay, It's not about that. 40 kilos of weight loss or whatever it is. 
It's about the person that you become on the way to getting there. That is what has all the power and the juice and the gift that you give yourself. Not what you are at the end. That doesn't matter. It's who you've become. That is where the power is and that is where the change is. And that's what makes it such a beautiful gift to you. And the reason that it is so hard is because... Hi, Emmy. The reason that it is so hard is because most people won't do it. And life is supposed to be a process, a journey to help you become a better person. And just by getting a simple solution to change your body, that's not it. This is like nature's wake-up call to say you need to take better care of yourself. You need to nurture yourself. You need to love yourself more in a different, more healthy way so that you can live sustainably and healthy forever. That's why it's hard. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And I said to her, this is why 99% of the people don't do these things that I'm saying. But if you do, that's where the juice in life is. That's, that's what makes it so, so wonderful to be alive. It's just that most people won't do it. They'll read a book and think, yeah, there's some really good ideas in there. Or they'll listen to, to something, even something that I might say and say, yeah, that sounds, sounds like a good idea. But they never actually follow through because it requires action and time. And that might be a little bit hard. And if it was easy, everybody would just be there, but they're not. So you've got to step up and you've got to make it something that's important for you to do. Okay, so that was the discussion that I had. And she's walked away with some homework, which is about tracking in her journal and also the I love yous in front of the mirror. That's the other task. So um, your homework for today is what I said before, standing in front of the the mirror, the I love you exercise. I want you to do that every day for the next five days at least and see what a difference it makes. Do it with emotion, passion, and heartfelt understanding of what you need and fill yourself up. All right, that's me done for today. Rob Evans, 365 out.